Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, where every week we strive to lead younger generations on a path to virtue through the insight of Stoic teachings and personal stories from our lives as Gen Z Stoics. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Gen Z Stoic Podcast. This is episode 14, a discussion around Christmas time and the holidays here in America where we celebrate Christmas on the 25th of December. So for those of you listening, Merry Christmas. I'm your co-host, Mateo. And I'm your co-host, Ren. Uh, We're going to be doing a kind of deep dive on our perspective on Christmas. It's a time of the year where, you know, depending on what you believe, you celebrate it for different reasons. You may or may not celebrate Christmas, but... In America, in kind of Western civilization, Christmas has taken on this lens of instead of being like a religious holiday, which that was its foundation when it was created, Christmas was inherently a religious holiday, to now it has morphed into something where it's just, you know, it's materialistic and it's gift-giving and it's these things that aren't really its roots. And now I would like to put a disclaimer before we begin this episode that I'm a huge fan of Christmas. I love Christmas. I love the Christmas spirit. Uh, As you can see, I've decked out our kind of set here with a bunch of Christmas stuff. I'm a big Christmas fan. And so while some of the commentary here will be negative around the materialisticness and all of the kind of negatives of Christmas, I feel like there's a lot of positives and we'll also discuss those today. But I'd just like to put that disclaimer out there that I'm a huge Christmas fan. And so while, you know, it may seem like a buzzkill to talk about why... It's a bit materialistic. Christmas is morphed into this thing that it once was not. Um, you can kind of critique these things and criticize and still be able to celebrate Christmas fully. Absolutely. And I think the biggest aspect of Christmas that we both thoroughly enjoy is the you know, spending high quality time with people that you love. That is relating to stoicism is the foundation of what is going to lead to fulfillment is having a happy family and living a life around your family and spending time with the people you love. Love was something that was looked up to be one of the greatest emotions that the human can experience in their lifetime is love, is true, genuine love. And we know that Stoics encouraged, you know, marriages and families. And so to tie that back to Christmas, spending time with the people we love is absolutely beautiful and is the best part about Christmas. And it's funny now, you know, we sort of had these holiday traditions around Christmas time, like White Santa, or no, White Elephant, or Secret Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, White Elephant and Secret Santa, and these are gift exchanging traditions which we sort of adopted. And funnily enough, while I am all for... Uh, giving gifts and receiving gifts and being generous and giving the giving back to the people you love. It's certainly important to note that materialistic habits and consumerism can sort of overlook the more important ideas of Christmas time. If we let them, we focus more on getting a gift rather than just spending time. Most people for Christmas just wish to see their families. You know, some people would prefer no gifts if it meant everybody was in good health. So oftentimes putting more emphasis on the gifts sort of discredits the importance of just time spent and good health and safety. Right. I think, you know, you, you bring up the family life aspect. I think for me, what it boils down to the positives of Christmas are just the overwhelming sense of joy that you kind of receive 
from the Christmas season. You know, you kind of get Thanksgiving, you parlay that into Christmas and New Year's, and it's called the season of giving, and we seem to have charity. You know, you have the Salvation Army kind of buckets everywhere. There's an increased amount of charity. Everybody feels good. And it's just a more joyous environment, it feels like, than a lot of the rest of the year. Um, now, it's kind of in contrast with, you know, it's cold and dark out, but that kind of Christmas holiday kind of brings light to, you know, dark winters, and, you know, it's kind of gray and gloomy and snowy. And instead, you get to be joyous, and you get to receive gifts, you get to eat good food, you get to be with good people. And, you know, that doesn't look the same for everybody, but there's just this sense of joy that is brought to this time of year, and I think that's something that we all need, and we all strive and want and desire, and I think that um, this holiday still brings that, even if it's kind of morphed into something that has some negative connotations to it. Sure. And I think to speak on those negative connotations, I think if we were to bring stoicism into the mindset of, you know, how are you stoic at Christmas? I think it's just your perspective on the things. I think you don't have to go around being a Scrooge and saying, you know, well, that's, that's dumb and critiquing the gift giving and all of those things, but you can put it in perspective. You know, Marcus Aurelius talks about how, you know, he gives a situation where he's like at a great banquet and they have all this great food, but he sees it as like, instead of this great bird that we're going to eat, it's a dead bird or it's a dead pig or it's something like that. It's just something that's a simple possession. And I think that's what I think stoicism emphasizes most at this time of year is just to keep things in perspective, right? Instead of, you know, being that person who gets the gifts and, you know, maybe somebody got something cooler than you. And this is kind of like a sibling, like childish thing, but somebody got something cooler than you and you feel kind of gypped by the gift you got and it's not something that you wanted, you're either the person who's like ungrateful that they, that, that person even put thought into getting a gift for you or you're someone who's just going to accept it for what it is and is grateful for kind of what it brings you. And I, I'd like to tie in another kind of philosopher, Seneca, on this is that I've been reading um, Seneca lately. One of my favorite letters is letter nine and he talks, it's about friends. But the part that I like most about this letter is when he talks about the wise man and how the wise man doesn't necessarily say, hey, I don't need friends or I don't need this, I don't need that. Um, he, sh he wants those things. He strives for those things, but they're not an absolute necessity. And I think that's kind of the perspective we we should place on Christmas and especially around gift giving and that materialism is appreciate the gifts you get, appreciate the objects you get, but don't really kind of make those feelings of happiness, of joy surrounding those gifts concrete. Because the gifts and those feelings are not what should make you content, should make you happy, should make the season joyous. It's the people you're surrounded by who are giving you those gifts. And I think that's what kind of stoicism talks about. And I think that's something we've kind of lost um, somewhat is that sense of gratitude. And um, I'm not in other people's homes. I'm not observing other families. But I know in, in my family household, gratitude was always emphasized. And I you know credit that to my upbringing. But I feel like within kind of our Western society, that level of gratitude is not emphasized the same as it once was. I think right. we kind of just want, want, want for more, crave for more. And that's really the marking of a person who has an impoverished soul versus a person who's fulfilled is going to always be happy no matter what the gift is because they're content and they're just content to be where they are currently. Exactly. And like you said, Crit, that was the topic that I was going to bring up next is Christmas presents the opportunity to practice gratitude and to work on your perspective in like the role that you play in society right so 
there's two perspectives that you could take during Christmas time. And that's one that you're content. Like you said, you're content with where you are, with what you have, the people you have, and you tell yourself that you're not owed anything. And you have already have the greatest gift of all, which is life and good health. Or you could take the other perspective, which ties back into the materialistic uh, point of view saying, you know, I deserve more. I have a lot, but I just want bigger or better or more of something. And I'm, when I see people with things that I don't have, I say, oh, well, I want those things too. And it's very greedy, actually, and it's very selfish. And it's very hard to understand if you're stuck in this you know, mindset of wanting more, that you are being greedy. And you might say, no, I just have dreams. I just have goals. But you have to separate those goals from the greeds, right? And when Christmas you know, comes around, it's interesting how everyone's spirits are always lifted because... For a lot of people, I would say it's not, this is arguable, but certainly seasonal, you know, depression or just feeling run down or feeling sad or unmotivated around this time of year is very common, especially when it's light for less time of day and it's darker and it's colder. It's very hard to feel grateful for the things you have and it's very easy to shine a negative light into your life and only focus solely on those negative things. But with Christmas time, it's good. It's a reminder that we still have our family. We are still very fortunate unless you take the perspective of I wish I had this and this and this and staying stuck in that toxic cycle. So let's take it to, let's uh, look at some statistics for Christmas that are actually kind of shocking. I did not know these um, about consumption. What Americans spend during Christmas time each year. Individually, the average American is expected to spend approximately $1,000 on Christmas every year. That's a lot of money. Now, what about total? Well, Christmas hasn't fully set in yet this year. So looking at last year's consumption statistics, and I would expect them to rise as they have um, increased every year. Last year, Americans spent $936.3 billion on gifts. That's insane. That is an immense amount of spending. Somehow more than our defense budget. That is more than our defense budget and also happens to be a 5.3% increase from the previous year, 2021, at $889.3 billion. So it would appear that each year we spend more and more on Christmas, which you could argue, you know, things are getting more expensive. So maybe we are spending a little bit more money on the same gifts. But also, like we've talked about with today's society, there are higher emphasis on materialism and owning things rather than owning less and putting more focus on to yourself and the things that you can't buy with money like health or family and so with this perspective it's important to say yes it is it's not that being grateful for gifts and maybe wanting something that would be helpful right i mean a couple years ago i wanted an alarm clock for christmas so there's a difference between you know being overly greedy and there's a few things that might help you out here and there that you ask for for Christmas. Of course, it's not terrible to ask for something for Christmas. Let's just put a disclaimer out there, right? But when it comes to you are very selfish and very self-absorbed in the things that you want that you can't appreciate the things that you cannot buy with money is where it sort of becomes the problem. Uh, And so for me, when we talk about gratitude with, um, regards to Christmas, you bring up that spending statistic, and it's not something that's very surprising. I think anybody who's kind of been around um, 
the block when it comes to Christmas is kind of our age and has gone through it realizes that that's probably a number that's not surprising and is going to go up probably going to go over a trillion dollars this year with prices being up as well but I think the solution to that is not like becoming a Scrooge and saying gift giving is bad and not doing gifts and doing spending caps and all that obviously if your family does that that's great and I think that any family tradition is one of the beauties of Christmas but I think the solution outside of that kind of realm is some volunteerism for me, I think during the holiday season, there's no better time to give back for free. And it's not a matter of character or anything other than simply um, it makes yourself feel good. And it's kind of an emphasis of gratitude that you're grateful for what you have. So you're going to give back to those who are less fortunate. And I think that's something that um, is kind of appreciated more during the Christmas season. So um, and while it's not necessarily something I agree with, I feel like volunteer work is equally as important throughout the entire year. Sure. Um, for somebody who maybe doesn't volunteer that much, if that's you, this is a perfect time to get into it because you do get more bang for your buck because you feel better, you are more recognized. And so those external things that maybe shouldn't be your motivation for volunteerism will get you to work harder, do more volunteer work during this time. And during this time when you're spending so much money and worrying about what you're giving and getting, taking that time out of your day to just give purely out of the goodness of your heart and not expect anything in return kind of breaks that cycle up. And I think that's why volunteerism is kind of one of the solutions. And I think another aspect of Christmas that um, there's a good stoic perspective on is the aspect of family. You know, we've talked already um, during this episode, we both have very good families. Um, We love spending time with them, Um, but that's not always the case for everybody. You know, there's, Kind of the cliche joke, you have that uncle who's maybe wearing that MAGA hat at the at the dinner table. Or you have that other uncle who um, you know, is maybe supporting AOC or somebody like that. And they get into it, and that's kind of the joke of politics at the dinner table around Christmas. And it's not really a joke because that happens. It happens even in my family, um, which is surprising to me. But happens even in my family. Not to the level where there's a disagreement or there's yelling or anything, but there's just, you know conversations about it and we disagree we agree it runs the gambit but there's a very good stoic perspective in terms of when you're dealing with these frustrating family situations you know maybe you disagree with some family member whether it's politically or morally or whatever and you have a kind of frustrating conversation you know you could have that opportunity where you know it's either going to you know put a damper on your christmas put a dampen on your holiday season and you know like well maybe i don't appreciate my family as much Or you can kind of adopt what the Stoics would say, which is, you know, maybe Seneca when he says, whenever there's a human being, there's an opportunity for kindness. Um, Or Viktor Frankl when he talks about family being like the greatest gift that you can ever have. And the common theme about these is like the value of family and being kind. And I think even if you disagree, whether it's a contentious debate about some hot political issue that's very controversial or it's, you know, this minor disagreement or somebody makes some like off-color comment if you're cooking, whatever it is, you have to realize two distinct things. A, it is the holiday season, which lasts about two weeks and your family only comes over for a day, most likely, you know, everybody. Or two, Christmas or two, Eve and Christmas. Or two. A day or two is the most you have to deal with that family member. It's the first distinct thing you should have to, you should recall is that it's only a day or two. And the second thing you should recall is that even if it was longer than that, it's just a distinct opportunity for you to be kind. 
into and be accepting. Absolutely. And I think when it comes to family, those are the people who deserve it most. Those are the people who deserve the kindness and acceptance the most to the highest degree. And so I think when you realize those two distinct things that come directly from Stoic quotes, Stoic letters, Stoic teachings, then you are more apt and equipped to deal with these frustrating family situations that have become more commonplace in American households. And it's interesting you say that because there's the idea, right? So whatever higher power, you know, the universe or a God or nature, whatever that you may believe in, if you ask this higher power to give you patience or to give you, you know, kindness, to let you be more kinder, to be more patient, do you really think, you know, that this higher power is simply just going to give you the ability to be patient? No, they're go it's going to give you... um a chance, an opportunity to practice that patience, right? So around the holidays, especially, we know that <laughs> there's so many terrible Christmas movies out there, especially where this is a great example where they say, oh, you know, I have 13 family members coming in. I'm dreading it. This is going to be terrible and hectic. Well, perhaps this is an opportunity for you to practice being patient, to practice being kind, being understanding, listening more than you speak. And also it gives you a chance to practice being intentional which is something that's very important in the stoic realm is intentionality behind all of your actions. So whether this goes to being intentional with how you treat people, and I'll tie this back to my other point was gift giving, the intentionality behind gift giving, right? There are there have been many instances where in my life also where I simply find myself giving someone a gift just to say that I got them a gift because it's almost a... It's routine to get someone a gift just to say you got them a gift. And I, I was asking myself, I said, well, why am I getting gifts for these people? It's a waste of money. It's a waste of intention. Like there is no actual purpose or meaning behind the gift. The only reason that I'm buying a gift is because I feel obligated to because every single year it's almost a tradition that every person gets a gift. Now, I have no problem giving to people. I, I believe that you receive everything that you put out into the world everything comes back around so gift giving without intentionality however i don't believe you're actually getting anything back you're simply just being materialistic and giving someone to say you gave them something so the more intentional you are behind what you are giving around this holiday season is exactly what you're going to receive back for example like you were saying with the uncle that you may despise or get into with uh, get into an argument with at the dinner table. Perhaps you should practice being patient around this person and you might just receive patience in return and it might turn out to be the best Christmas of your entire life. But you won't know unless you start being intentional with how you're treating people and how accepting you are of the different opinions at your dinner table or just during the holiday season. Um, one thing I would like to add that has always been important to me for and to everybody uh, is the idea of tradition and practice you know sort of like customs almost during the holidays every family has their own unique set of traditions or just I guess special practices that they do every holiday season for me I always grew up watching the Polar Express every Christmas and sometimes you know it's easy to say well I'm so tired like we do this every year but my advice is you never know when you'll get to do it again. You never know if this will be your last Christmas with certain people or if it will be your last Christmas or if something will happen and you're not able to do it the following year. Just 
be grateful for the things that you do have and don't wish for something different necessarily. I'm not saying that wishing for change is bad, but in the times where you're wishing for something else instead of what you have, simply be grateful for what you have. It You never know if it is going to be your last Christmas or your last time with certain people around the holidays. So cherish every moment that you have with these people. So what's actually interesting is Seneca has a book specifically like on, it's called On Benefits, right? That is actually specifically geared towards gift giving. And so it's interesting that you mention in terms of intention versus just giving a gift because you feel obligated. And so the difference there is kind of the purpose of the gift and therefore the benefits that it brings. And so Seneca really defines a benefit as something that is just kind of out of the goodness of your own heart, the art of doing a kindness, something that gives pleasure, something that you gain pleasure from by giving it to somebody, and something that is out of natural and spontaneous impulse, taking it directly from his work. And so that last point, out of natural and spontaneous impulse, I feel like is the most important. Out of a natural impulse. You don't feel obligated. You don't feel like you're forced to. It's just something that comes naturally. And so I, f I feel that many people, most people I hope can agree that there's a couple people in their life who you naturally feel like they are owed something for what they've done for you throughout the entire year. They are owed something. And so spawning from that natural impulse is the idea that it is not kind of the content of the gift that matters, but the thoughtfulness behind it. And I think it ties it all together, you know, ties it all together with a bow for being punny. But funny. Yeah. Real funny. Really funny. Yeah. Stoic humor. No laughing whatsoever. But it ties it all together that the gifts that you give and the gifts that you receive should be um, thought of in terms of how thoughtful are they and how kind of, well, you know, well planned out are they not, you know, whether it's the monetary value of them or how cool they may seem, but how thoughtful they may seem. And there's many people who kind of discredit people who, you know, like give gift cards or something like that. It's a very impersonal gift. And to be completely honest with you, while that may seem ungrateful, I can see the merits behind that kind of thought process when we look at it in terms of what Seneca says here. Because if you're somebody who it's your very close friend who you've known for, you know, decades maybe, and they know you better than anybody else, and they spring for a $50 Starbucks gift card, you don't feel the most appreciated because that's something that you get like your coworker. That's not something that your best friend, it's not maybe extremely thoughtful, something that shows like, you know, like their personality or something like that, something like that, you know. And so I can see the merits behind. If you want to, you know, be a little bit upset behind that, maybe that's fair. But I think what we've kind of emphasized instead is we get upset when it's something that we feel is not monetarily worth what we contributed this year or something that's not, you know, like cool enough or useful enough or something that if I can't immediately know what I'm going to do with it and spend a lot of time with it, then I don't want it. Right. And it speaks to our kind of instant gratification culture, especially in America, that if we open up a gift, we tear through it and we... And it's not something cool or expensive that we immediately know we're going to use um, for a lot of things and it's going to be very useful for us. And we toss it away. Mentally, we toss it away and we say, oh, thank you, whatever. But in our minds, we're like, what the hell? Like, what is this gift that you got me? Why am I even here? Instead of being an ungrateful person who doesn't deserve gifts with that mindset, 
you should instead just be grateful that they put thought into the gift and reject this kind of instant gratification. And sure, maybe, you know, it's something that you're not going to use or isn't very expensive. But if a person put the time and effort to get you something that's unique and something that, you know, with their relationship with you, they thought that you would appreciate, then you should definitely be appreciative of them because they're meaning this definition of what a benefit is because they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They're doing something that they think is special to you, and therefore it's special to them to put the effort in to give it to them. Exactly. And it's something that's out of a natural impulse. And I think we started out by saying that Christmas morphed into this materialistic holiday. And so I think it all has to do with these impulses. We went from the impulse of it's Christmas, so it's a time to give. It's a time to be happy, to be joyous, and right. to share that happiness and joy through the form of gift giving mm -hmm. with other people. But now we have a society that doesn't have that impulse anymore and just has that impulse to give and get, give and get, give and get, and have it be an equal or favorable exchange to us. And the truth of the matter is when it comes to Christmas, sometimes the exchange should not be favorable to you. Sometimes, in truth, you owe people. You owe people. Like if I was to discuss my mother, right? My, my mother raised me single-handedly, and so she deserves the world, and so... I deserve to give her a lot more than what she gives me for Christmas. And financially, I'm not in a position for that to happen yet. And so that sucks. But there are kids out there in America who are in the same boat that I'm in and still are ungrateful um, right. tyrants who, you know, complain about the gifts that their parents get them to their parents' face. And to me, that's that's horrid. And I think that's why when I talk about why Christmas does have negative um, kind of connotation, side effects, whatever you want to call it. That's what I think of. Right. Now, again, I'll say that I love Christmas because Christmas was emphasized the right way in my household. And so I enjoy spending time with my family, enjoy doing all that Christmassy type of things. But it's not emphasized the same in every household. And so that's where kind of it irks me a little bit is when I see that situation or hear about that situation where people complain. People complain. Christmas is not a time to complain. Christmas is not a time to nitpick. It's just a time to be happy to be joyous and to accept whatever you get. So while I do see the merit behind complaining if, you know, it's something that's maybe just like not thoughtful and something they got last minute clearly, that's a rare instance. And I think that's the only situation where there's any merit whatsoever to giving a second thought to the gift that you give or get. And so that's where we kind of discuss the negative connotations when it comes to stoicism because that's such an ungrateful mindset and so against this virtuous lifestyle, and yet we celebrate it. We still celebrate it equally if you celebrate Christmas that way, or you celebrate it the way that it's supposed to be celebrated. And that's something that we're calling attention to today. And it's, and I think to your point, putting you know even a second thought, the your your point where you made um, that it is okay to have a little bit of frustration. Even then, think about potentially there were hardships in that person's life and they had to, you know, maybe that was all they could do with what they had time with or something happened and that was all they could afford, et cetera, et cetera. So there are many, you know, reasons to still be grateful even when you feel that a gift just doesn't mean anything and it's more as a gift. Or you could also realize if you know the person, right? If you know that the person, you aren't really necessarily close with this family member, you just appreciate the kind, you know, gesture and you move on. But I'm glad you brought Seneca into this because he has 
an immense amount of knowledge about, you know, gift giving, intentionality, giving just to receive. And one of the quotes that he has is, um, if someone doesn't give because he didn't receive, then he only gave in order to receive. He supplies the, uh, sorry, he applies the ingrates whose vice is to avoid giving back whenever possible with just cause. So it's exactly right. And I did say uh, earlier that I believe that you receive what you put out. But if you are only putting out in order to receive that back, that is where it's, uh, that's where it becomes a fallacy. So Seneca says giving is something to be sought for in its own sake. So you simply give because you want to give. You want to see somebody's spirits, you know, enlightened. You want to see someone's mood boost. You want to see someone happy because Stoics know that when you have someone you love, and they are happy that makes you happy that is true fulfillment is when the people you love and care about are safe happy and you know comfortable that that is fulfilling and so it's interesting you brought you know your mom into this because i i feel the same way you know i owe my mom essentially everything for all that she's done for me since i was young to now and this is not to really go off on a tangent but when it comes to our fulfillment what would fulfill us is retiring the mother putting them in a position of complete comfort, never have to worry about anything again. That is fulfilling. Now we obviously have other goals, but that is sort of a driving purpose as to why we want to do what we do. And the last quote I would like to share from Seneca is it's about being happy with what you do receive. And like I said, it's sort of sounding like a broken record, but reiterating the idea of greed and why it's so bad, Seneca says greed keeps reaching ever farther not comprehending its own happiness since it only looks to where it's heading, not where it came from. This is probably the best and my favorite quote that I have read today because like like Seneca says, greed is strict tunnel vision on what you want and you're not able to look around at what you already have and look down at your own hands and see what you're already holding. You're just trying to pick up more and more things to hold. And this is why people are so unfulfilled and it's very simple fix. It's really all about perspective, right? Simply shifting your perspective to saying, this is what I do have and I'm content and I'm grateful versus I can't believe I don't have this or this and I deserve this. And that's arrogant, right? You become a very arrogant person when you tell yourself you deserve more, even if you haven't worked for it, right? The things that the world won't give you what you deserve or it won't give you what you want. It will give you what you deserve. And if you haven't worked for these things, you're not going to get them. They will come naturally, you know, as a result of the process, hard work, dedication, discipline that you're putting in to your life. So to go back to circle back to the idea of giving, simply giving just to receive sort of going against what a stoic holiday would look like. Giving because giving makes you feel good to see the people you care about happy is why we should be giving in the first place. Yeah, and you know, it all ties back into that concept of gratitude. And um, I said when we were talking about Thanksgiving that my favorite holidays are ones like Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's a spirit of giving. And I think, again, in an era of society where we're very self-centered, especially our generation, Zen Z, seems to be very self-centered. And we live in an era of overconsumption. 
times and periods of the year where we can stop that kind of culture and instead have a giving culture, a season of giving, if you want to call it that, are great. And that's why Christmas is so wonderful. But the ideas that we have expressed today can be used in a negative or positive light, depending on what your mindset is. And it seems we boil it down to that every single episode, but it is mindset-based. And so what we're doing here is just giving the tools that the Stoics have kind of written about, have taught about, um, even sometimes specifically to the ideas tied into Christmas, but just in an applicable way, in a behaviorally applicable way. And that's kind of what we've done here today. One one of the final things I'd like to say, though, is that we talked about, you know, family a lot. And I think it highlights just how central family is. It's something we haven't touched on in a while. Um, but Christmas to, to me and holidays like Christmas, the, the kind of holiday season that we get, for me, it's really a holiday season because we go from my birthday in November to Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's all in the span of like two months, it seems like. Um, goes by very quickly but family is so central and it's highlighted during this time and you know whether you're somebody who has a really really big family or you're somebody who has you know maybe a kind of makeshift family that you're not blood related but you guys you know love and care for each other some semblance of family is very very crucial and it's highlighted by this season and the reason i say this is because think about all the things that make christmas special it's things that you share with other people. The The fundamental concept of a gift is you sharing a moment. Yes, it's tied into money. It's tied into belongings. But a moment of kind of connectivity and belonging between two people who are exchanging things between themselves. And that's not possible without other people. And especially without family. And so it's something that, you know, is not really kind of explicitly mentioned in Stoic teachings, but I think if we're starting a kind of new wave of contemporary Stoicism, which we're doing here on this podcast, I think the value of family is something that should be added to a Stoic perspective on Christmas. Um, it's not to discredit people who maybe feel alone or are isolated, don't have that many people to celebrate with on Christmas. It's not to put them down, but it's just to highlight right. that family is so vitally important to this holiday. Christmas is not the same without family, just as Thanksgiving is not the same without family, just as, Absolutely. you know, I use personally my example, my birthday, because it comes around during this time of year. It's not the same without your family. And I think we think about that during these holidays, but it's something that we should think about constantly. When you're a little kid and you're kind of running down the stairs and you get those presents from your parents and you hug them and you're so happy, I think, honestly, you know, it may seem childish to be that giddy that excited mm -hmm. about Christmas. But if there's something that we maintain from childhood around the Christmas holiday, it should be that kind of childlike sense of joy and sense of Absolutely. gratitude. And I think that is, it stems from those fam family relations. And so that's why family is so important because it establishes that kind of sense of just such joy at this time. And it's important that you find the people who you can share those things with because you can't give gifts if there's not two parties involved. So get those two parties involved. It seems like a common sense kind of thing to say, but in America where kind of family values have been de-emphasized, if not destroyed, and we kind of, again, going back to that instant gratification culture, 
sure, we're able to say, oh, I love my family and it's so cool to be with them during the holiday season. But the challenge is, yes, keep that keep that perspective in mind. Keep that childlike joy for the Christmas holiday, but extend that past the holiday season. I think that's kind of one of the final yep. stoic things that I, I would I would like to say, and it's not something that's based off of teachings or writings because it's not explicitly mentioned. But we can kind of glean from their teachings, their ancient teachings, and some of the more modern teachings that while, yes, it's cool to have this joy and this season of giving, maintaining it past the holiday season, especially as it relates to family, is so vital, so crucial. Because you can have those disagreements like we talked about. You can have those kind of, you know, somebody makes an off-colored comment. You can have those we come from different sorts of environments, even if we're from the same family. You can have all of those little disputes that as a Stoic is vitally important to deal with those things as we already addressed or avoid them altogether and then continue to maintain that perspective of how vital family is, not just for holidays, not just for giving, not just for gifts, but for your livelihood. And that that's extremely well said, right? I would rather spend Christmas with one person and receive nothing than spend every Christmas by myself and get whatever I want. It's it's simply more meaningful to share moments because you take memories to your grave, but you don't take money or belongings or possessions. You The last thing you're going to think of on your deathbed is not, man, I wish I had bought another watch. It's going to be, I'm so thankful for all the memories that I spent and that I was loved and appreciated, right? That it's not something that you can measure. It's not something that you can buy. It's not something that you can, you know, lend. True, you know, joy and giving is in the moments. It's emotional. It's it's the connection between the people you love and care about. That is simply the best way to describe what a gift is. The best gift of Christmas is not the one that's going to come within the box tied with a nice bow, you know, a little to and from tag the best gift from christmas is the presence of your family presence not with a t with a c right so it's it's sort of funny there's puns everywhere but i i I like your last statement where you said you know this this feeling of joy giving being grateful it's not just meant for one two three four five days out of the year it's meant for every day of your life will every day be perfect absolutely not but walking into each day with intentionality saying you know how can i make the people around me happier that's exactly what a stoic would do and we've that was in one of our very first episodes that we ever recorded down here in this basement (laughs) we're not wishing you know in this podcast we're not right now wishing for a million dollar studio with all this fancy equipment i mean like would it be nice sure but we're content with what we have because it's not changing the message we're putting out. It's not changing the relationship that we have or the bond that you know we've sort of formed over this year of podcasting. The greatest gift for me, you know, this holiday season one, when it comes to this podcast, is just the ability to do it. That mm-hmm. we even have the resources at all to pull this together and to give what we believe is right out into the world. So, you know, my final statement around the holidays is, you know, stay safe, cherish the people that you love and be extremely grateful for the people that you still have and the gifts that you receive. And we challenge you this Christmas season to 
give more than you get, right? Put more out than you receive. That the goal shouldn't be to get things. The goal should be to, you know, give, be very generous, be very focus on something other than yourself. Put yourself behind the people that you love for just a moment when it comes to giving. So I'll just comment on that before I get into my final two points. But when we say give more than you receive, I feel like many will go to dollar amount when it comes to that. And I think it's more important for you to give more of yourself, whether it's your energy, your effort, your personality, just right. your presence, than it is to give more money. Uh, we, we go back to my recommendation to volunteer during this time. And that's fulfillment of your soul and your kind of emotions and just your overall contentment with life. It's not you're adding a zero to your bank account. And so when we say give more than you get, it means the same thing. It's not, oh, I'm going to outcompete this person and get right. them a more expensive gift. It's just be there for that person. Be overwhelmingly there for that person with your thoughts, with your actions, with your presence. That's what I, I think. I'm not going to speak for you. but Presence, not boxed presence. Presence is in your physical yes. presence. Yes. And so um, before you said that, it seemed like you were taking a modern application of what Seneca says about the wise man, where he says that the wise man lacks nothing but needs a great number of things. And so when I was thinking about this, I forgot to mention this, but when we receive these presents, right, and we just kind of um, dissed on things that are really expensive, really cool presents, there's certainly nothing wrong with receiving those. But when you receive those types of things, I think the wise advice from Seneca here is that if you are wise about these gifts that you receive, yes, you're appreciative of them. Yes, you're grateful to the people. And yes, you experience all those things. But you also are okay with not having that present. If it makes sense, if it makes sense, right? Because if you pr approach it in terms of what Seneca says is the wise man, it's a great aid in life to have these types of things, but you don't need them. And so there's too many people, I feel like, during Christmas, if I'm going to critique another type of person, who kind of rely on Christmas to get them things that they need. Right. Things that, and they place this mindset of, oh, if I don't get this, you know, gaming console, or I don't get this microwave, or I don't get this, you know. Microwave? Magazine subscription. Yeah. Microwave's personal, because I need a microwave for my dorm room. But Okay. Funny. I see. But I don't get these things. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. And so we kind of rely on that gift-giving process. The wise man says just doesn't think about what he needs in the moment. He's just content with where he is. And he knows how to live life without the things that he currently doesn't have. Okay. But he also knows how to live life with the things that he does. He or she does have. And so when you receive these gifts, know how to use them, know how to use them properly. And keep all of these perspectives of gratitude, of appreciativeness in mind. And then you use the gift properly. And I think that you can't really feel guilty for receiving such great gifts, you know. Sure. There's people out there who, who try to make people feel wealthy or feel guilty if they're wealthy and they're receiving kind of these very expensive gifts when they're right. poor people out there. And I say that's the wrong perspective to have is that if these wealthy people kind of give back but also want to give each other expensive gifts, they're well within their rights to do so. You just have to have to know how to use them and know how to be without them. And so that's one of the final things I would like to say. And then the very final remark that I would like to make is one that's a more kind of fun one because philosophy is serious at times. This has been a serious it's thing. It's pretty serious. And Christmas is a fun time. And so Seneca actually 
in his same on benefits um, letters talks about his qualifications for a good gift. So some of those things, like I already said, something that gives pleasure, something that is going to make the person happy, something that is unique. He says, by giving things which are not common. Okay. So unique things. Like a microwave. Sure. Okay. A unique microwave. It's which, unique to me. I've never heard of someone asking for a microwave. Which takes into account the place in the moment. That is more apt for the microwave comparison because okay. I need a microwave so for I can dorm. heat up my ramen. Yeah. Yep. But which takes into account the place in the moment. Would so what they have need. eaten ramen? Probably. Probably. Something that is useful. He says, we must be careful not to send useless presents. And something that doesn't really insult people. And what I mean by that is... There are certain people out there who give gifts and then say, oh, well, they need it more than me or something where it's that perspective where it's kind of a backhanded mm-hmm. gift. It's something where it's like, haha, I'm doing better than you. Here you go. I'm helping yeah. you out. It's not the perspective to have when gift giving. Mm-hmm. And then finally, something which is likely to last, and this is actually the most um, kind of interesting one to me, is that Seneca is an advocate for permanent, for permanent gifts instead of something that are just like instantly consumable. Yeah. And the reason that he says that is because when people receive a permanent gift, they are constantly reminded of you. So if it's somebody who is ungrateful when they got the gift, every time they look at it, every time they use it, they have to think about, hey, this person got this for me. And so maybe that doesn't happen all the time. I don't think I think that's kind of an optimistic view on things. But the point to be made there is that when you get somebody a permanent gift, they're more likely to be appreciative and grateful at some point sure. versus if there's somebody where, you know, I'm just going to use like food as an example because when I think of consumables, which is what he terms it as, I think of food. Right. Because literally consumable. Yeah. Okay. But so if somebody, if you get somebody like a cookie cake or something, they just eat it, they're going to forget about it. Yeah. And so they're not grateful. They're fat now. Yeah. Like... They're stuffed. They're in a food coma. They're napping. They don't. They don't. They're not appreciative. A year from now, they're not going to remember that. That's what. But if you get somebody something permanent, no matter what the dollar value is of it, and it's useful, which was a prior qualification that he listed, then they're going to use it. And every time they use it, they have to think about, well, where did it come from? And it came from you. So eventually, at some point, they hopefully are grateful. And so that's why he emphasizes permanent gifts. And so if we take all of those qualifications into account, the one thing. The one point that I wanted to make is if there's a gift that you want to give us at the Gen Z Stoic, it is the gift of a comment on this video. That is a gift. Yeah. Or also not something we want, but I wanted to add this point real quick before we go too far away from it. Give gift someone an experience. I believe, you know, one of the best things that you can give someone is like, uh, like concert tickets, right? So yeah, you buy the concert tickets, but then you experience something together. That is also permanent because that is a memory, you know, that you're going to live with for the rest of your life. Give them something meaningful. Skydiving, rock climbing, concert. Skydiving. Uh, have to be 18 to skydive. But, you know, something that is Don't an unforgettable moment. Just wanted to add that. But, yes, if you want to gift us something, gift us your attention to this video. Just 30 seconds of your time. Comment. 30 seconds of your time about something that stood out. Stood out from this episode and i'm gonna add another qualification to the uh, gift something that is not deadly so skydiving don't give skydiving but don't don't give skydiving. psychologically proven that if you know you are very excited in a moment you're like never gonna forget it there was this study on first dates as a matter of fact where 
they I we did this in psychology, so I know it's a fact and it's correct. There were two groups that they experimented with and um and so it was asking a girl on a date on a bridge. And the two scenarios were one, the bridge does not shake. Just a normal asking the girl on a date on a bridge. Pretty normal. And on this other bridge, they shook the bridge and it was very windy and very scary. And it was it spiked the emotion, it, you know, it spiked the adrenaline, and it showed that it was you were more likely to go on a date in a situation that was spiking, you know, those emotions, that adrenaline, something unforgettable. So that is why gifting someone with something so unforgettable is the best way to go. But unfortunately, if you skydive and then your parachute doesn't deploy, you're dead, and then your memories don't count. So don't gift. Uh, sure, gift exciting things like a concert, but maybe not things that exponentially increase the risk of you dying, like skydiving. So, on that note, on that note, with a fun end to this Christmas special, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, we here at the Gen Z Stoic are very grateful for everybody who's supported us this entire year. It's been a great Absolutely. year for us on every platform. And while we have some ambitious goals still to meet, we are appreciative for everybody who is helping us get there. Content with our journey. Absolutely. That is, that is correct. And we will be doing a New Year's special next week as well. We'll be doing our New Year's resolutions. So to add one more pun to the video and to this podcast and to this episode, we will see you next year at the Gen Z Stoic. That is actually true. Yeah. This is true. Good we point. will see you next year. So with that, thank you for listening. This has been episode 14 of season two of the gen z stoic podcast i'm your co-host mateo and i'm your co-host ren be sure to check out our website and as always leave a comment especially this time of the year as a gift as a gift and we will see you next year